Amen. <laughs> Today I want to, uh, and thank you guys so much, Pastor Adam and Pastor Anita for inviting me. This is really special. Thank you very much. I want to talk this morning on the simplicity of the gospel. You see, I believe that often people are too scared to share the gospel because they overcomplicate it. And I kind of want to just break that down a little bit today. You see, we don't need to change the gospel, add to the gospel, or water the thing down to make it more palatable. You know, it's okay to talk about Jesus. Yeah? Sometimes I think we can get into this little mindset where it's so amazing talking about revival, revival, revival. What if we were to talk about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? There's no other name given to man by which you can be saved. Jesus Christ is alive from the dead. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But here's the deal. He's worthy to be talked about. He's worthy to be talked about. I've got my friend here, Michael. Stand up, Michael, and wave. <laughs> That's super awkward, eh? I've known Michael for five years. Four of those years, he didn't like me, did you? No, he didn't like me. You see, Michael, for 25 years, has been shooting heroin into his veins every single day, three to four times a day for 25 years. Nine months ago, Pastor Wes and myself laid our hands on him when we prayed for him. You see, this is the simplicity of the gospel. This is the power of prayer. If we could put that photo up of uh, Michael. You see, he had one encounter on a Tuesday morning. One encounter changed his life, man. You see, after 25 years of heroin addiction, the next day he was free. Who the sun set free is free indeed. He is free because Jesus Christ is not a name in a book. He's alive. And nine rehabs. Nine rehabs. No withdrawals. And there he travels with me wherever I go. He's a phenomenal PA. He's, he, like, to be fair, I couldn't run a bath. And he, uh, <laughs> he organizes getting me places and it's great. And it's just such a beautiful story. And he shares the gospel wherever he goes. That must be because you're an evangelist. Is that it? No. It's not the evangelist's job to share the gospel. According to Ephesians 4, the evangelist's job is to do what I'm doing today. To equip you. To inspire you. To build the church. It is the Christian's job to share the gospel. Why do we share the gospel? Because he is worthy. He's worthy to be talked about. Maybe you're in here today and you're struggling with God. Maybe you're in here and you don't know Jesus. In 20 minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity. He loves you with an everlasting love. And no matter what storms you're facing, he can calm every storm. He's so beautiful. He's so for you. Here's a, here's a really cool verse that I thought we'd read because it's a church service. Acts 4.13, it says this. When they saw the courage of Peter and John 
and they realized that they were unskilled, ordinary men. I think that's amazing. Unskilled, ordinary. I've struggled with dyslexia. I can't even spell my wife's name. Joe. No, it's not Joe. It's Brianna. But even Brianna, that's a tricky one. She says it's just Brian with an A. Well, I don't even know how to spell Brian. <laughs> unskilled. Unskilled, ordinary men. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. If you want to be brave for God, you need to spend time with God. It's a very simple equation. Freely we receive, no full stop. It's not freely we receive, and then freely we receive more and more and more, and we're going, God, give me more. I want more anointing. I want more. The... I think God's looking down and going, yeah, got it. Well, what are you doing with what I've given you? Freely we receive, so freely we give. And you see, if we're not trying to be me or him or her or Todd White, just be you. God's made you, no mistakes. And he will use you when you're being you. Don't try and be someone else, just be you. I remember I was, uh, the simplicity of the gospel, this is a cool wee story for that. I was preaching in Aussie and in the, in the morning, early afternoon, I'd, I'd preach four services and we went back to the hotel because I had one more to do that night. And my friend and I thought we'll have a couple of hours downtime. And there was a lovely big swimming pool and a spa pool outside. It was beautiful, suffering for Jesus on the Gold Coast. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're in the spa pool and we're just preparing some stuff for the last meeting. And these two ladies come into the spa pool. So as they walk into the spa pool, we turn that way. Why do we turn that way? Because we honor our wives. That's why we turn that way. And then we just started chit-chatting. And one of the ladies said to me, hey, what do you do for a job? And I went, well, I'm a preacher. She said, a preacher? You don't look like a preacher. And I thought, awesome, like an undercover preacher. So we start talking. She goes, man, I'd love to hear your story. It must be a crazy story. And I go, yes, you should come to church tonight and hear my story. I'm preaching down at Elevation Church tonight. Come along. And she said, no, 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 can't, can't tonight because we're come up, we've come up from Melbourne. We're out on the wines partying, not tonight. So we just keep sharing. And then as I got out of the pool, the other lady that was with her, she didn't like me. You could just tell because when I was talking, she was nodding her head. That's normally an indication she's not that keen on you, but that's okay. So she went with her back. So as I got out of the pool, I said, hey, give me your hand. I did not say, give me your hand. I'd love to pray for you. I said, hey, give me your hand. She gave me her hand and I, with my eyes open, when we're praying for people, keep your eyes open and don't waffle on for half an hour. Like seriously, 15 seconds is all good. And, uh, and I look at her, and, and I grab her hand, and I just said, Lord, I pray that you heal this back. But more important, Jesus, please heal her heart. And then she just put her hand away quite fast. And we got out of the pool and went to church. And it was kind of cool, because when I was at church that night, I, it, just, uh, it just dawned on me, man, we shared the gospel in a spa pool. That's pretty cool. Check this video out.
That's bad back. I didn't, I didn't grab your back. But I grabbed your hand and started praying for it. And the spark, well, that's normal Christianity, man. Because I believe there's a living God that lives inside me. He wants out. Come on. But you can't give what you haven't got. Because people will see right through it. You can tell a fake a mile off. Away. But what's so amazing is that young, they both got saved that night. Powerful, man. On their knees, snot coming out of their face. It was just beautiful. It was so beautiful. And, uh, and one of the young ladies, a couple of weeks later, she rang me because she said, hey, I just want to let you know I've just led my mum to Christ. You see, that whole thing started in a spa pool a couple of weeks earlier. And then I was preaching in Melbourne at Fire Church and uh, and I got into the last service a little bit late, and, and as I'm walking up to, to grab my seat, I feel these arms wrap around me, and it was her. And she brought her husband and her husband's friend. And when I gave the altar call that night, her husband was the first one to respond to Jesus. But you see, that started in a spa pool, just inviting someone to church. The simplicity of the gospel. You got this, man. You got this. I believe it's time to see New Zealand tipped on its head because Christians would believe this book and then live this book out. Freely we receive, so freely give. Here's another beautiful story of the simplicity. I was walking, and Aussie again, I was walking to a a restaurant to meet some pastors, and I I stop at an intersection, push the button, and there's two guys beside me. I said, hey, bro, how you going? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm all right. I said, well, you don't sound all right. He goes, well, life, blankety, blank, 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 sucks. And I said, well, isn't it good you met me today, mate? So we just start walking across the road, and I start sharing with him and his friend, telling him that God loves him, that God's got a plan for his life. God is in a good mood. Start sharing. It was awesome. Then we sit down at this uh, picnic table outside the, the, the restaurant, the restaurant bar, and I just start sharing with the dude. He pulls his sleeves up, shows me all the cuts that he's been cutting himself. Just broken. Broken, broken, broken. You see, he's looking for love in all the wrong places. God doesn't do love. He is love. And uh, so I share with him. He starts weeping. I said, bro, this is the gospel, man. I shared, shared the gospel. And Do you want to give your life to Jesus? He goes, yeah, I do. So outside that bar... He gave his life to Jesus. It was so powerful. And then a couple of hours later, because I gave him my details, because it's our responsibility to disciple, yeah? Yeah, yeah like all of us. That's 
go and make disciples. It's all of our responsibility. It doesn't matter what office you sit in. Well, I'm a pastor. Well, I'm a prophet. Well, no, no, no. You're a discipler. That's your job. You're a discipler. You're a seed scattering. Jesus, wherever you go, discipler. So uh, he, he rings me and he goes, hey, bro, do you reckon you'd be off to baptize me? And I go, yeah, that'd be sick. Come to church on Sunday. So on Sunday, he comes to church after church. We baptize him. Check it out. You see, that started on a street corner. Hey, mate, how you going? The simplicity of the gospel. What is so beautiful about this story is that the day that he rang me, his girlfriend rang me. And she said, hey, would you baptize me as well? And I said, yeah, you're a Christian. And she said, no, I'm not. And I said, yes, we'd love to. Check it out. That's her giving her life to Jesus. Moments later, we drowned her. <laughs> so powerful. You see, that started on a street corner. Hey, mate, how you going? You got this, man. The world needs to know about the Jesus that's inside of you. I'm no longer a slave to fear. We've all just sung it. Unless I'm at the supermarket. I'm no longer a slave to fear until I walk into the hairdressers. Start believing the words that you sing. Start living out those words. Because he didn't give us a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. What's so beautiful about these baptisms, the whole family turned up. So that day we got to minister to eight family members. We dedicated the children in the pool. Check this out. And that happened on a street corner. Hey, mate, how you doing? Let's not overcomplicate this thing. <clears throat> Luke 10, verses 1. You probably, I won't read it. You all know the story. Jesus gathers the 144. So he, he gathers them all to send them out. The 144, you've probably read it a thousand times. And what he does, he, he gets them all. He stands up on this little box thing. He goes, hey guys, 144 of you, fantastic. I just quickly want you to do this disc test. It's a personality test. Before we go any further, I need to know who's an introvert and who's an extrovert. You know, you would have read it. And uh, then he splits the group into 72 extroverts and 72 introverts. And then he sends out the extroverts and he keeps the introverts back. Fuel, and they pray for the extroverts. Does it say that? Well, why do we do that? Like, seriously, he gets 72 human beings together with all different uh, uh, gift mixes, all different ages, 72 normal human beings just like you and me. Jesus gathers the 72, then he sends the 72 out. This thing is not based on a personality. It's based on Holy Ghost. It's based on God. It's based on the gospel. It's based on you believing. If you don't share the gospel, you could rob someone. 
Don't let fear rob them. The Bible says that the devil is a liar and he will give you a thousand reasons why not to share. One 30-second conversation could seal someone's eternity. I've got so many crazy testimonies. I've got about three of them bouncing in my head right now, actually. That's pretty cool. We were walking in, we were in LA, and we are walking past a mall, and there was a guy probably towards the back of the church away, and I said, hey, bro. He goes, yeah. I said, hey, I just want you to know Jesus loves you, man. He goes, oh, mate, I'm not interested. That's interesting. He just put his hand up. He just responded to an older coin he didn't even realize. So I went up to him and said, hey, bro, you just stuck your hand up. And he goes, yeah, I don't know why I did that. You see, his mind was saying, I'm not interested. His heart was going, yes, I need that Jesus. We start praying for him, Matty Russell and myself. He's bawling his eyes out and gives his life to Jesus. The simplicity of the gospel. And that's not because I'm a blimmin' evangelist. That's because I'm a son and I love talking about my dad. And sometimes people get a bit grumpy. And that's okay. That's okay. We were in an Uber cab and I said to the Uber driver, I said, hey, bro, I just want you to know that God loves you, man. He goes, what? I said, yeah, yeah, God loves you. He thinks you're amazing. Oh, yeah, whatever. Do you know he died on a cross for you because he loves you that? I don't want to talk about that. You see, but if I'm paying for a cab, we're going to talk about what I want to talk about. (laughs) And the customer is always right. I've been in business a long time. So I just keep sharing. And the more I'm sharing, the angrier he's getting. And that's actually okay. He was saying some words that he probably shouldn't be saying. That was mean words about me. And then the Holy Ghost showed me this picture of jumper leads coming down and landing on his shoulders and giving him a kickstart. And that gave me a, an idea. This dude's a prodigal, man. So I said to him that. I said, God's just giving me a picture for you, bro. Give you a jump start. And the cab got super quiet. And I actually unbuckled and leant forward and saw him as he was driving, tears pouring down his cheeks. Fast forward five minutes. He's on his knees in a car park, rededicating his life to Jesus. Check this out. You know I need this. All this fighting, all this running, all this doing things that I'm not supposed to do. It's all one. Parko's my name. He picked us up in his cab and, uh, you know, God just just started touching him in the car. I, I had a word for him that uh, he, he was like a battery, a car battery, and it, the battery had gone a bit flat and he needed to get jump started. And I saw these jumper leads coming down on his shoulders and giving him a kickstart. And, uh, and we're just gonna rededicate his life to Jesus tonight. Yeah. And this is, this is a beautiful night for you, my brother. We're gonna kneel down, okay? Let's not worry about what anyone thinks. I don't care, man.
Okay, I'm going to lead you through a prayer. Okay, I want you to say yes. this after me. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me, Lord. For everything I've done. For everything I've done. And come back into my life. Come back into my life, Lord. Be my saviour. Be my saviour. Be my best friend. Be my best friend. So I am yours. So I'm yours. And you are mine. And you are mine. I pray this. I pray this. It's Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, you need a jump start. I said, I don't even got cable in my car. He says, no, it's not for your car. It's for you. And they said, is there something in my shoulders? And I said, you're right. I need that jump start. So start right now. And they pray. I feel like my knees, we got out of the car. I left my car alone, you know, and there was no worrying about who's going to take my car. I just went up to, to the grass and fell on my knees with, with Aaron. I'm glad I met him, man. And I just hope that they keep, we can ride each other. I call. For sure, we both. I love you, man. Jesus. You see, that's not a picture of evangelism. That's just a picture of normal Christianity. There wasn't two evangelists in the car. There was two sons that are prepared to talk about their dad. Because I believe in the power of the seed. It doesn't faze me, honestly, how people respond. Because I believe when I look at someone in the eye and say, hey, man, I just want you to know God loves you, I believe that seed sticks. Because success is not what must I do to be saved. Success is obedience. And God told us to go into all the world. I just want to read you a poem. Just land in the plane soon. <clears throat> it's called My Friend. My friend, I stand in judgment now, and I feel that you are to blame somehow. On earth I walked with you by day, but never did you show me the way. You knew your Savior in truth and glory, but never did you tell me his story. My knowledge then was very dim. You could, have left, le you could have led me safe to him. Although we walked together here on earth, you never talked to me about a second birth. And now I stand before eternal hell because of heaven's glory. You did not tell. Maybe you're in here today. And you don't know Jesus. Or maybe you're in here today and you feel a million miles away from Jesus. I want you to know today is your day. I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And sometimes we can go to church and we wear these masks. So we want people to think everyone's sweet, but on the inside at home, life's real different. I want you to know today, it's time to take the mask off. Today is the day where you can be free. Today is the day where he can break the chain of addiction. Today is the day that he can take that anger and turn it into love. He can take your shame 
the condemnation, all the guilt, and turn it into a beautiful message of hope. The, the, the most beautiful gift other than Jesus Christ, God's given humanity, is free will. You can choose today to go, Lord, I need you. Sin separates us from God. Sin is an issue. Actually, sin is that much of an, ish, an, of an issue that Father sent his son down to take away the sin of the world. So you can live free. God is the same yesterday and today and forever. The only difference is the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you haven't heard the gospel before. I'm going to share it with you in one minute. Jesus' friend handed him over for a bag of coins. The Roman soldiers got Jesus. They arrested him. They put a crown of thorn above his head. They put a sack over his face and they would punch him in the head. And they would say, if you're really the son of God, if you're really a prophet, tell us who just hit you. They tied him to a pole. This is not a blooming Easter story. This is the gospel. This is the best news you will ever hear. And they started whipping him and whipping him. This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He did this for you because he loves you. Don't let the devil rob you of the beautiful gift called salvation. They stretched his arms out. They put these nine-inch nails through his hands, chocked his feet together, slammed another nail through his feet, put a rope around that cross and pulled it up. The Bible says, as he be lifted up, he draws all men to himself. Jesus Christ died that day. Three days later, rose from the, from the dead, appeared to one, to two, to 12, to over 500 at once. 25 years ago, he appeared to me. And today, he wants to appear to you. If you need to get right with God, I want you to walk down here right now. If you've never given your life to Jesus, today is your day. Don't let fear hold you in your seat. I'm not going to labor and labor on this. You know if stuff's come in and you're distant from God and you just feel lost. I want you to know today he wants to find you and hold you. you guys. Who else? I want you to know he's in a good mood. He's not angry with you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Maybe you've been to church for 20 years and maybe you've just got a bit dry. Maybe life has been so busy that you've just kind of, Jesus is just a part of your life. He's not sitting on the throne of your life. Today is your day. Today is your day. You can be so free, man. You know what? He's not looking for perfection. 
He's just looking for hunger. And he turns hunger into holiness. If you're in an airplane and the thing was going down, would you be worshipping Jesus knowing you're going to be with him soon? Or would you be hardcore repenting? Where's your heart at? And I get it's scary. I get that. And I like it that all the lights are on and we can all see because Jesus hung publicly for us. Naked. The gospel will change your life forever. I'm going to give it 30 seconds. I'm going to pray for these legends. not too late I just felt in my heart there was a guy there's a guy in this room right now and you went 30 seconds is over friend I want you to know he loves you today is your day be brave nothing that you have done is unforgivable you got free will if you can be awesome if we could kneel down if you can if you can't there's some seats behind you those guys will let you grab your seat sir it's not too late In the lockdown, God spoke to me so clearly and so powerfully about these moments in church. And he said, I I don't want people to be your echo. Because the Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. So what I want you guys to do that are kneeling down, I want you just to talk to God, whether it's out loud, whether it's in your heart, it's up to you. But just, just talk to him. Tell him what you've been struggling with. Ask him to come and forgive you. Say, sorry, Jesus. Ask him to come back and be the number one in your life. You don't want to give him your heart. He didn't just pay pay for your heart. He paid the ultimate price for your whole life. All he wants is all of you. And you just ask him to come in. He does not call you a Christian. He calls you a son and a daughter. He calls you by name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost. 
Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Mm. Father, I pray right now that you calm this storm instantly, Lord. We speak to fear and we just break it off the life. Hush, you caught him under you. Thank you, Jesus. Fill them, Lord. Fill them. Mark them today, Lord. That they would know that they know that they know that they're so loved by you. This is the first day of the rest of your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He died for you. He died as you because he loves you. More, Lord. More, 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 more. Fill them afresh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sweet Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. also speak to those who are watching online, wherever you are in the world, and encourage you in this moment too, to, to respond to this call of Christ, to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are in your lounge, your, at work, wherever it is, would you say yes to him today? Would you, would you give your life to Christ today as he has given his life for you? Lord, we thank you for today's message. We thank you for the power of the gospel. We're not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. We stand here today and say we believe. Thank you for the power of your gospel. Can we put our hands together and thank Jesus for what he's done in this place today. Amen. Could we stand as I just pronounce a blessing over you? put your hands out like this and again we are not this is not just a hit song that I'm pronouncing over you this is an ancient saying for the rabbis to speak over the people of God the Lord bless you and some of you you've been going through struggles and you're feeling man I don't know if I can make it through I want to tell you the Lord bless you today and keep you 
the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And everybody said, Amen. Can we give Jesus one more? <laughs> that awesome.